0: And I always am amazed at how he takes care of his work. I really am. It just blows my mind sometimes. Uh, Romans chapter 10. Very, for me, a portion of scripture. But I want to talk to you tonight. And I'm not talking about now faith that saves you, I'm talking about don't lose your faith. And we know we can't lose your salvation, so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just don't lose your faith in these days and times that we're living in. And I'll share some things with you that brought that to mind in just a minute, but I want to read some. Romans chapter 10, beginning in verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the heart man believeth unto righteousness, And with a malice confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth in him should not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord of all is rich and all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? how shall they preach, except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not o- obeyed the gospel. But Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Father, I pray tonight that you'll increase our faith. And we're talking about just everyday living faith. Bless us now if we get encouragement from thy word by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I never will forget when I was preaching for a preacher for a while at a church that we was going there for a little while and a lady came up to me and I didn't have no income coming in or anything, uh, just doing the best I could at that time in between making a move and in that church a lady came up to me and said, uh, uh, Brother Strawn, I want to give you $1,500 a month to take care of you while you're here and, uh, Time went on, two or three weeks. And it ended up a couple of months. And I never got a thing. So the lady came to me and said, Brother sorry, are you are getting my check? I said, no. I haven't got a thing. She said, I can't believe that. I put it in the offer here a week. Well, that pastor had been taking it itself, and it was designated to me. And uh, I went to him about it, and I said, uh, look, bud, uh, I'm, Privileged to serve the Lord here with you, but this lady's given me this money to take care of me and my family. And uh, he said, now "You have got to learn to live by faith." And I said, "Really? What is that? What are you talking about?" Well, you just keep going for the Lord; and He'll take care of you. In other words, you expect me to sit down on the front pew and God just gonna pour it out of heaven in my mouth and take care of me, huh? That ain't the way it works. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So there is substance to faith. There is something that you can behold. There is a way of understanding what faith is all about. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13 says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the Word of God, which you heard of us, you received it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. The word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now the word it's the word of God that God uses the word faith in us, to work faith in us. Notice now we know that everyone that hears the word of God does not believe. But, I guarantee you this, according to the Scripture, everyone that believes has to hear the Word of God. Because of Romans 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So, the beginning of faith is by hearing. The progress of faith is by hearing. The strength of faith is by hearing. So, the Word of God is the Word of faith. Now, we know believing God's Word and the Word's record of God's Son, Jesus, dying on the cross for our sins, brings salvation to the soul. But, I want to talk to you about things that can cause us who are saved to lose our faith in God still being in control of everything in life today. Not salvation. That's settled. When you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's settled. That never should be questioned again. Now, he saved me by His grace. There's nothing I can do to help Him save me or to keep me saved. He saved me by His grace. So no matter what, I am saved. Secondly, there are things that can stand in our way of our faith. The way Christians act and Christians' conduct, for instance. Mark chapter 10, verse 13 says, And they brought young children to Him that he should touch them and his disciples. Think about that. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. It's like a preacher that told a friend of mine that has a gospel singing group, we want, we want you to come sing for us. Uh, we want you to promote the crowd. Get a bunch of people coming to our church, but we don't want you preaching. Now you think about that just for a minute. That could shake your faith, couldn't it? I mean, a preacher that don't preach preaching. It's like a, uh, a friend of mine I used to work with. I was talking to him one day. He said, boy, brother, son, I wish you could have been in our church Sunday. We had a Holy Ghost meeting. I said, really? How many people say, oh, we didn't even have time for the preacher to preach. And we had a shouting good Holy Ghost meeting. I said, sir, I got news for you. There were no Holy Ghost meeting because the Bible makes it very plain that where the Holy Ghost is involved, there's going to be souls changed and life changed and you're getting saved, amen? And if you listen to some of these people that call themselves Christians and Christian preachers, it could shake your faith in God controlling everything. Now, such remarks from Christians and even preachers can get in the way of our faith then. Uh, circumstances can get in the way of our faith. I want to show you what I mean. Turn over to Luke for me, just a minute. In Luke chapter 5, and I want you to watch I love this story. I will read just a little bit of it in Luke uh, chapter 5, and I want to look at verse 18. Well, let's start reading in verse 17. And he came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching... That there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which would come out of every town of Galilee, and Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed, a man which was taken with posse, and they sought means to bring him in, and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, They went up on the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaketh blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but Jesus alone? And I, I love the last word, verse 26. And they said, they said we, never, we, we have seen strange things today. Amen. Now you think about it for just a minute. Get this picture. Here's a man that's sick. He's got deposit. Here's four men just together. And somebody had to come up with the idea of getting him to Jesus. Then he got three of his friends. And four of them brought him to Jesus. And the house was full. They couldn't get him near. They went up. And think of all the obstacles. It was in his way. There was a crowd. They had to figure out how to get him in there. The rooftop, they had to tear up the tile. They had to tear up the roof to let him down. And when you think of all the obstacles of getting that man to Jesus, we come back to this thing. Uh, we let circumstances sometimes get in our way of our faith. But we know John 3.16 is still there. Amen? For God so loved the world, we know He loves us, He wants to save sinners. It's Jesus that saves and keeps us and satisfies us, not circumstances. Notice something else. What we have when we have faith in God and His Word. Number one, let's turn over to Romans now, chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I love this chapter. I read it quite often because years ago I prayed for patience. And I learned very quickly I ain't paying for patience no more. <laughs> Amen? Because when you pray for patience, God said He'd send you tribulation. You know why? Tribulation worketh patience. You get sick fly to your back, it'll teach you some patience. Amen? Now watch this chapter. I love this. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we will in tribulation also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. Now I want you to watch some things that's taught here. Number one, We have peace with God. Verse 1. We have salvation by faith, not by works or the law or keeping of ordinances by faith alone in Jesus Christ. That gives us peace. Amen? You think about it. What if you had to do something to get saved? You know what my question would be? How much you got to do? If I got to do something to please God, how much you got to do? I'd be worried about it all the time. I haven't done enough. I, I can't please God because I can't do enough. I don't have a good voice to sing. I don't have a talent to play the instrument. I can't do everything in the world for God. I'd be worried sick all the time. I can't please God. But praise God, we're not saved by works. And the Bible says, i got peace with God because I know He saved me by His grace. Notice verse 2. We have access into grace or getting to God to answer our prayers. Aren't you glad that you got access? I'm saved by the grace of God. I got access. I can go to God anytime. I don't have to go to a church building. I don't have to go to a man, a priest. I don't have to go anywhere. I'd be riding down the road in my truck and just praying to the Lord. Amen. You think about that for just a minute. That's something to be thankful for for. In verse also, verse two says, We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You know what that means? We know we'll see Jesus one day face to face. Man, I look forward to that grace. Verse 3, we glory in tribulation. Why do you glory in tribulation? Romans 5, Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. You think about it. You say, Preacher, I'm going to a hard time. Well, wait a minute now. Romans eight twenty eight said says God is working something out for you and it's going to be good for you. Amen? You might not think so right now, but I got a promise from God. He said it's going to. Where more, the Bible says, conquerors through Him that loved us. Uh, Romans 5, verse 5. God's love is shed abroad in our hearts. You know you know one of the proofs according to First John of your salvation? You should love the brethren. Now, I got news for you. It ain't easy to love everybody. Humanly speaking, it is not easy to love everybody. But you know what? I love everybody. That's a work of the Holy Spirit in me. And only the Holy Spirit could cause us to love people that we ought to love. Amen. That's a sign of being saved. Yeah somebody says, I need assurance of my salvation. Well, do you love people? Do you love the brethren? That's a sign of your salvation. I'm glad that I know I'm saved. And that's one of the ways I can know I'm saved. Look at verse 5 again. The Holy Spirit gives unto us, we are born to the Spirit, we are possessed by the Spirit, therefore I have assurance of my salvation. Do you, now here, here's what I'm getting at. Do you really believe in God? Do you really trust God's Word, the Bible? Do you really believe Jesus is a savior and He saved your soul? Do you really believe God is all powerful? He is in control of everything. Here's what that means. Jesus said in Matthew nine twenty nine, "According to your faith, be it unto you." Man, I, I turned on the news some today, and it just—I I want to boil over with indignation. That's mad. But I, I just get real aggravated listening to music, uh, to listen to music every once in a while, thinking about this trial that's going on and, and everything in the world. And, and I'm not taking up for one and get, talking against another. I'm just talking about what a confused mess this world is in. People don't even know what they believe. They don't even know. All they want to do is get up and say something and be heard. That's all they're after. And if you're not careful, it'll shake your faith. Is there any truth out there? Is anybody living like they ought to be out there? And you know what? I come back to this fact Jesus is still in control. Here's what it means Jesus said, According to your faith, be it unto you. We're saved by faith. Acts 16, verse 30 and 31 tells us we're saved by faith. We are kept by faith, 1 Peter one five. That's the eternal security. We are we are to live by faith, Galatians two twenty, and we are to die by faith, First John five verse four. Now the Bible says, have faith in God, not circumstances, not people, not religion, but have faith in God and God alone. Because if you put your faith and I, I had to learn this very quickly in my Christian experience of life that uh, if you bet your faith or you keep watching people, people let you down. And I mean, every one of them will let you down. And I, I think about it a lot, what an old preacher said years ago. Uh, he said, uh, I get disappointed in people, but I'm never surprised in people you think about that just a minute. You know what? I'm not surprised what anybody does anymore. But I do get disappointed in them. I want everybody to be perfect. And this is what I come back to. Me and you both are going to be perfect one day. But it sure ain't now. Amen? And we, we need to put our faith in God, not in people, and not in circumstances, not in things, and not in tribulation, and everything we're going through hardest thing in the world which sometimes we do but God's always in control and I got faith in that my book right here the Bible says that God is still in control and it's going to be alright in the end Amen. stand with me please Heavenly Father we're so glad we're saved tonight by faith in the shed blood of Lord Jesus ain't a thing we can do to help him save us ain't a thing we can do to lose it you did the saving, you do the keeping. Not only that, but you'll take care of us on the way to heaven. We ask you, dear God, to bless your people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much.